0: the
1: streets. You're good. 17, 17. You are listening to Wire, Wentworth Internet Radio Live from Beatty Hall at Wentworth Institute of Technology in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Why.wit It's on. Check out why.wit.edu for Showtime. Show descriptions and bios on local DJs. That's right, Wentworth. Internet radio experience. WIRE Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, this is Cecil the Comedian. You're listening to Club wire with DJ Adi 84. Next Friday
2: is Hawaiian shirt Day. Arthur is a manly man, and Arthur is very okay. worried about Drew's manliness. Yo, boom, boom, shake the mofo
0: wolf. You are incredibly sexy. You are incredibly sexy.
3: Yo, boom, boom, shake the mofo room. Yeah.
0: These are ladies, and they shall be treated thusly with respect and dignity. No fat no chicks.
4: What a creep.
0: No fat no
4: chicks. Yeah, man, what's going on? Can I help you? Stop friggin'
0: following me. You, 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 that's all you care about! You, 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 that's all you care about! You, 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 that's all you care about! I
5: always
3: wanted to say this. For shuffle. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Alright, it's 8 o'clock. Oh, it's a little past. 8.02 here, Wednesday, April 18th. It's uh, A lot's happened since the last time I've been in here. Last week, uh... Last time I was in here air was probably, I uh, was the beginning of April. You're listening to WIRE, WIRE, Wentworth, Internet Radio, live from the on-campus studios at Beattie Hall, Wentworth Institute of Technology, Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, this is late now 584. I'm out 84. I will be here with you till uh, 10 o'clock tonight. And uh, we got a lot to go over today. A lot has happened in, uh, wow, a lot more than anyone could want in uh, the last couple weeks here. Uh, tonight's topics is just going to hit on a few things. Of course, the Virginia Tech Horror will be brought... And uh spoke about during the show, um, also, Imus, something that's big happened last week. We're all curious uh, what my take on the shock chalk is. At least I don't care. I was wondering if anyone else is curious, but uh, you'd be surprised, I bet. Um, let's see, what else? We got a, uh, let's see, duality movie update. We got that coming out. Uh, I'll let you know what's going off that movie. Uh, the local Riviera band Letter Day—we're trying to send them to Warp Tour—and uh, you can easily do that. I'll let you know how to do that. Uh, could I be the next mayor of Riviera? Is also something I will be talking about. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, I tried out for Real World last week, uh, last Saturday, and uh, I'm gonna let you know how that went. And uh, you'd be surprised how uh, peculiar and weird it is, in fact. Uh, and it's, uh, Ralph the Delivery Boy and Dilo's birthday today. Two, uh, very, uh, loyal listeners of the radio program. Uh, Ralph the Delivery Boy, we're gonna try to get him on the air today. Uh, he's a little depressed about his birthday. Uh, he's not one to like, uh, when the birthdays come around. Uh, he thinks he's getting a little old, even though, uh, you know, you really aren't. Um, let's see, uh, and much, much more. That's what I was gonna read next Well, I'm a little off. It's 100 degrees in the studio today. It's like really, really, really hot. Uh, let's get the disclaimer, by the way. You are listening to Wire, W I R E, Wentworth Internet Radio Experience from the on campus studio in Boston, Massachusetts. This show does not represent Wire, uh, Wentworth, College of the Fenway, or anyone else. To express opinions or concerns, contact Danielle Zongi uh, at 208 335 9761 for any concerns about this or any radio program on the station. Any more information about the station, you can get dot at wire.wit.edu. Don't put in the www in because it won't work. Just http http colon slash slash wire.wit.edu. And for more information on my radio program, it's arty84.net, A-R-T-Y-A-T-F-O-R dot net, where you can get anything you need to know about myself. Uh, also, uh, if you want to hit up Instant feedback at the radio station, you can do so by I am and me on AOL Instant Messenger at arty 84. That's arty 84 That's the instant message. We will get instant feedback from you as we're talking to you over the radio waves. Also, if you'd like to call in the show and comment about any of the topics we'll be talking about tonight, please feel free to do so at 781-241-2941 at 781 241 2941 and I just have to let you know ahead of time you will be reading you will be recorded uh, due to archiving of the radio show if you do or I do call you so that will be stated ahead of time just so you guys know get that uh, little technicality out of the way and uh, we can start talking about our show first off I want to talk about the Virginia Tech horror Um, it's just uh, unbelievable uh, how uh, an event like this is so tragic and uh I don't want to get too far off the format of the show. A lot of you know this is a wacky radio show, but you know, even times like this, people actually have to uh, become a little serious for a little while. We'll get back to the fun and goofing around when the time is appropriate later on. But it's the first. uh, It's good to you know, you know, we speak about the obvious. What's going on in the world? Um, It's it's so much information has been coming in over the last 24 hours. I mean, it was about almost two days ago. when we first heard about what happened and uh it's tragic you know um it is uh one of those things which kind of surprises you whatnot uh you don't really expect to happen and uh, there's a lot of controversy about the school and uh you know did they have enough information to prevent this type of thing and you know a lot of people at the beginning was uh you know i'm one of the people i've actually honestly i sided with the school and actually said you know what i don't think the school uh is uh accountable for this you know but this is before all the information came out now it's coming out that there has been tons and tons and tons of information and signs that this this person was a uh, problem or a, a problem um i don't know if you guys have been watching news lately i know this is a worldwide thing but uh it was just in on local news here in the boston area that a package was just received earlier today from the the shooter um which I'm not going to use his name on the radio because I don't want to give him any more um, publicity than he deserves for doing such a uh, uh, horrid thing. Um, But uh, all by this time right now, we all know who he is and what he looks like and where he's from. So we don't have to get into technical details about that. But I will let you guys know, um, a package was sent to NBC Studios in New York City uh, from um, the shooter. It was sent... um, Well, it was between the two shootings. The first shooting that took place around 7.30 in the morning. uh, He then sent the package to NBC Studios afterwards. uh, And then went on to the second slain. uh, Which uh, the NBC immediately reported to the police inside the package. uh, According to WCVB-TV Boston Channel 5. This is an ABC affiliate. uh, He basically included pictures of himself holding automatic weapons. That it was used during... Uh, are they automatic weapons? I don't know. Semi automatics, uh, well whatever a handgun is. Um, doesn't really matter what kind of weapon it is. Uh pictures of him uh, holding them, uh, letters, uh, notes, a video explaining to him how he hates rich people and quote, uh, wants to see him die, which is uh Unbelievable stuff. And uh, uh, uh many, many, many radio shows, uh TV shows today have been broadcasting this on Oprah from uh Opie and anthony on the radio all means of uh media have basically been uh documenting the events that occurred over the last couple of days and more and more information is coming out it seems that he was a loose cannon waiting to snap and more than enough people after school in my opinion knew something about this and could have prevented it uh before things got to this measure right now uh it's just unbelievable how uh, it just makes the school look extremely bad. Uh, there's been reports that of harassment to other students. There's been reports to uh, about how he was a problem. He was a writer of a couple plays, um, which were I was reading over prior to this pro, uh, radio program. It, unbelievable, uh, graphic. Uh, I words cannot describe. Uh, a person thinking this. I'm in. I'm. I'm in mode right now, trying, trying to basically put into words what you see. This. Uh, this you can, uh, actually, if you Google um, the kid's name and the plays, you could actually read some of these plays. Uh, one, Mr. Brownstone was uh, based after the Guns N' Roses song, Mr. Brownstone, which if anyone's familiar with Guns N' Roses, is uh, basically a song about doing heroin. And another song was called Mr. Mist- uh, let's see. Richard mcbeef I believe is the other one um, basically they're very violent in language and they show a side of uh, violence in the warden it's not a typical play that someone would write it's actually it's it's very violent you know and uh just the way it's set up and portrayed it seems to be more violent than any kind of movie you can actually think of because it really has no plot it's just a lot of murdering and a lot of cruelty being done in there uh... also the fact that someone could so simply purchase weapons of this nature is beyond me how someone could just walk into a gun store and file for a license or file to buy a gun i'm not exactly 100 percent sure 100 percent sure on how something like this how one would get a gun uh... but it was known that because the people he had harassed did not file a harassment or restraining order with the police station. There was no record of him doing anything vulgar or illegal uh, basically in the police records. So uh, that basically allowed him to uh, get a gun. Which I'm not against people not having guns. It is the second amendment I believe. Freedom to bear arms. Which is something that's you know very important because uh, that's how this country got free in the first place. taken over. And, uh, fighting for, uh, freedom and land, uh, against, uh, the British. But, uh, you know, guns in the wrong hands cause deaths. And, uh, this is a perfect example of, uh, that. Uh, right now I have up on a thing, uh, courtesy of YouTube. Uh, it's CNN and it's basically a, uh, it's one, I have actually several pots here. It's the interviewing of the roommates. Ooh, a little, uh. And just dropping something in the studio next door. Uh, basically, it is roommates' uh, testimony from CNN. Um, I'm gonna play a little for you here right now.
4: They were all roommates. They spoke today with CNN's Gary Tuckman.
6: What kind of roommate was he? He was pretty quiet, uh, really clean, uh, not one you could complain about really to start off with.
5: And when you first moved in, you saw this guy. Friendly enough, right, quiet. I mean, everyone wants a quiet roommate, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't friendly by any means. He was just quiet. Was he mean? No. He, sometimes I guess you would say rude, the way you would try to carry a conversation with him and you couldn't get any feedback from him, like talking to a brick wall. And did you think that was strange initially? Yeah, I did, but I used to be pretty shy too when I came to Tech, and I thought, maybe something's happened in his life, I don't know just for him to be so quiet and not want to talk to people
5: and then did you feel the same way when you first met him he was just a real quiet guy you thought did you think it was kind of weird when you first met
7: him I thought he was just really quiet and shy I didn't think he was weird initially
3: see in a case like this when someone is as quiet and as a a loner as many people have been describing him most people you wouldn't think anything other than the fact that you know he's just a quiet person and then this is this is the first impression, but as this interview goes further on, you understand how you can kind of develop and see a um, foreshadow of the events that occurred.
7: Just some people are shyer than others. Okay. So,
5: when did you start noticing,
7: Andy, that perhaps it was a little more than just being a shy, nice guy? Um, we tried to hang out with him at first, took him and introduced him to our friends and stuff, and weeks of this, and he never opened up. Um, just never talked to us and went about him, his day by himself. Never saw anyone come visit him. I mean, did you ever have, sit down and, and have a conversation with him? Never more than a couple words, other than the one time when we went out to a party and he opened up and said he had an imaginary girlfriend. He told you he had an imaginary girlfriend? Yes. And what prompted him to say that? Um, we had been drinking so I guess he had just decided to open up. So he had a few beers and he yeah. opened up and what did he say about an imaginary girlfriend? Um, he called her, well,
1: it was Thing it jelly. jelly
7: and she called him Spanky. Spanky and Jelly? Yep. And that was that. And what did he say about this imaginary girlfriend? She was a supermodel I think. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And were you guys amused by this? or what, Or weirded out by it?
7: Warm more you know, you think this guy's pretty crazy. Yeah, a strange,
6: strange guy.
7: But then something happened that you say he
5: started um, harassing women at school here, right? Yeah. Tell me about that, John.
3: I walked back to my room one night, and there's... Here's what I was speaking about earlier, about how he uh, harassed uh, a couple students or whatever. Like, If you guys want to feed in and chime in about anything, remember the screen name is arty 84 4 on AOL Instant Messenger. A R T Y E four AOL Instant Messenger or seventy one two four one two nine four one.
6: There's a policeman in there, and apparently what had happened was he gone up, or he started talking to her online first. He found where she lived, started talking to her on AIM. Then he went over there. He was using the name question mark. Said, "Hey, I'm question mark," and that really freaked the girl out. So he was stalking her. Yeah, he found out everything about her first. And like he told this girl all the things he learned about her? I don't know if he told her that, but he, he thought they were playing some kind of game or something. And did you know the girl? No, I... I, I mean, was she freaked out about it?
5: Did you hear later? The freaked out enough about it to call the police. And did this happen with any other girls, Andy?
7: There were two other instances that we know of. One was one of our friends, um, he started bothering her and another was down the hall. And what happened in those cases? The one down the hall, um, I got the girl's screen name and kind of told her, I-I-ammed her and told her, this guy, you know, he's messing around with you, here's his name, and you shouldn't kind of ignore him and just stay away from him, and then the other time, the cops responded again, and uh, Song became upset about that, and he had told me that he uh, might as well kill himself, and so um, I told the uh, cops that, and they took him away to the counseling center, for um, a night or two and when he told you that he might kill himself did did you think he might be serious It's it was more out of i could kinda see him doing it It was about it was before break is what i remember so and he never went home so he would've been there over break by himself if he was serious about it i mean john the, the guy never talked to you so for him to say he might want to kill himself I, I guess
5: that would be pretty notable right
6: yeah that would be a red flag. I would have said something to somebody if he had said it to me. He talked more to Andy probably than he did to me, just because Andy's more of a friendly guy. But you were his. You lived in the same room as him. Yeah, but after a time, I just stopped trying to talk to him. And then when all this sort of started happening with other girls and things like that, I started to keep a closer eye on him, and it was more of. Instead of me being his roommate, it was more of a watchdog thing to see Wait, where he went. Or came. Why did you feel you had to be a watchdog? Were you afraid for your own safety? Not necessarily for my own safety, but for friends. I stopped telling friends to come by my room, uh, especially girls. All
3: right, that's the first part of the interview right there. Um, oh, hold on. Sometimes. It's like a drill. You hear that? It goes some clear. This studio isn't exactly soundproof, so you can pick up uh, odd sounds all around the school. All right, that was uh, that was one. That's part one of the interview. Here's the second part. I'm uh, not going to play it all tonight. We're not going to spend the whole night on this subject. There's a lot more we have to get over with. Um, but I just want to play the second part of this interview for you real quick, just so you guys know uh, you know, the conclusion to it and whatnot. This is from uh, Anderson Cooper uh, 360, a CNN program. I believe last night it was on. And I don't fully agree the way he's approaching these uh, roommates. Uh, it's almost as if he is accusing the roommates of not saying anything and uh, basically being at fault at some point. And uh, that doesn't seem accurate at all. It's uh, one of those things where, you know, if someone's acting, you know, unnormal as this kid apparently did, and it's something he probably just... Uh, Kind of write them off after a while. At least I would, but that's my opinion. Let's see if this thing could overload. Come on. It's YouTube. This is YouTube, by the way. These are actually uh, footage. If you type in uh, on YouTube for the search uh, Virginia Tech Roommates, uh, you'll be able to find uh, all these uh, clippings. Clippets we're playing for you right now. And remember, if you guys want to chime in about anything, 781 or you can get me here at the studio on AOL Instant Messenger AIM to the Leapers. It's a R T Y eight four. It's a little bit of a serious and uh non-kidding around late now 84 tonight. We're gonna touch over a few things. Um, if I can't get this clip going, I'm gonna try one of these other ones. If uh, if, if not, we're just gonna go right over it. We're gonna talk about uh, the OIMA situation briefly, just so we could uh, you know touch on all the subjects. It doesn't look like it's gonna work. But the conclusion of the broadcast, you guys can check it out for yourselves if you want. Uh, and all that good stuff. So, switching gears a little bit to uh, something a little earlier in the week. Uh, the original shock jock of radio, Don Imus. Uh, well, we all know what he said, and I'm not going to repeat it because uh, there's no need to. You guys know it for yourself, and there's no need for me to have to be on there any controversy due to the fact... But I think it's important for being a news-slash-comedy-slash-entertainment program that uh, anything that happens in the news should be brought up to people's attention and talked about and give you guys a chance, the listeners, to uh, chime in about any particular subject such as this. For some reason, Ethan is acting really slow. Um, but I'm going to try to bring it up a little bit. Uh, apparently, we all know it. Um, if you guys don't know anything about uh, Don Imus, a lot of people are, well, this demographic listening to this show really don't. He is uh, basically... He came before Howard Stern. He was uh, the original shock jock entertainment guy in the morning. And uh, if you ever listened to some of his programs in the past, you would it's really kind of, I would say, edgy. Uh, you know, the, the diff- big difference I, would, I, I compare him to Howard Stern is Howard Stern will have edgy radio, but was less vulgar and kind of rude with the pr- presentation of the whole thing and kind of made it more like... Funny and, you know, outrageous in a different level. Uh, Don Imus would be the type of person who would just come out and, you know, just say racial things or say uh, controversy things. Right to people's faces and really push the envelope uh, when he was uh, on the radio. Um, the clip I'm trying to load for you right now was, uh, it was on MSNBC. will no longer air. Imus in the morning. Uh, and it was a clip of Don Imus at or on I should say uh, Reverend Al Shopton's radio show which I believe is a man with absolutely no credibility at all and I don't even know how he has a radio show if he has a radio show I don't know why I don't have one on commercial radio but the matter is is this when shopton goes off I miss it's just two people that I would say have really no credibility whatsoever causing lots of controversy Dino, He's a 64 year old old man who uh, clearly, I don't agree of what he said on the radio. But he, uh, there is the freedom of speech. People should be able to say what they want, but also at the same time, you know, they have to face the consequences for what they said. And it wasn't even like he was saying it out of a joking manner. The comments he made, I, I believe, were kind of rude. But you know, it's one of those things where I believe he shouldn't have got fired. An apology would be necessary, which he did several times. And I just kind of think it's a NBC or a CBS Radio, who is actually the, the parent company, which I believe is owned by Viacom, kind of just, uh, you know, fell down at the ankles. And uh, overall, basically, kind of just gave in. Let's see. going to wait me to... All right. I just got a, a clipping. in. Uh, Cousin Ryan will be calling in the show around 9.30, one hour from now, with a, a funny story. I hate to interrupt you, but I just uh, got distracted a little bit. Uh, basically, what I'm saying, I don't believe he should have got uh, fired, but at the same time, you know, he should have watched his language and all that good stuff. All right. Let's see. Now that we talked about the news, let's uh, talk about some other things here. Let's get this whole uh, get this computer... Going so slow, it's killing me here. Nothing is loading. It's taking me forever. All right, another uh, thing I want brought attention, it's uh, some local stuff. So if you're in the Boston area, this stuff applies to you. And if you listen to Outside of the World, then uh, you can actually still uh, get involved in some of these things. Um, first off, it's the Anthony uh, Picario Fund, I believe it is. Oh, Picarello, oh, yeah. Anthony Picarello fi- Foundation, 8th Annual Event. Um, it's uh, being sponsored and run by local uh, Rivera East Boston people. Um, here's a little background of it. Uh, this foundation, as most of you sh- may know or don't know, uh, they're holding an annual event on April 26, 2007 at Suffolk Downs. Suffolk Downs is in uh, East Boston slash Um this foundation is a nonprofit profit organization dedicated to raising awareness of organ and tissue donations and organ transplants and providing financial assistance and support to individuals for their families facing life-saving transplants. Uh, the more people we can join, the better. Uh, so pass this word around to friends and family. And thanks for your support. This is from uh, Jill Amirati And uh, she is uh, kind of throwing this over my space and I seen this today and thought it would be appropriate to uh, broadcast on the radio. If anyone wants to get any inform- more information uh, about this foundation, it's at uh, www.ap-foundation.org. That's wwwap www.ap-foundation, Um Basically, the eighth annual event is called Give a Life event at Suffolk Downs. On April 26 two thousand seven. Uh, here, it's uh, basically gonna be a dinner. It's uh, forty five dollars per person, from six p.m. to ten p.m. And uh, there'll be a silent auction and uh, live auction and stuff. Auction off Red Sox tickets, Patriots tickets, uh, gift certificates to hotels and restaurants, and sports uh, memorabilia. So you should guys check that out if you if you are in the area and you're willing to uh, donate all the money. Proceeds go to this foundation, and again, it's uh, a foundation to help uh, people who are for organ transplants and tissue transplants, so it's a really good uh, foundation to uh, you know, get involved. With. So at the start, I'll float that out there uh, for anyone who's uh, caring, and I'll give the website one more time in case uh, you guys missed it. It is uh, www.ap-foundation.org. That's ap-foundation.org for more information. And uh, let's see, what's next on the agenda here? We got... Uh, Letter Day, you guys are familiar with Letter Day. If you're not, then go to myspace.com Letter Day. That's L E T T E R D A Y. Uh, Letter Day is a band from Rivera, a couple kids I went to school with, and uh, they basically want to get to the Warp Tour. And how can I get to the Warp Tour? You ask? Well, uh, basically, you can get them there. If you go to that page, there is uh, instructions on how to get them to the Warp Tour. Uh, if you get enough votes in, apparently. They will be picked to play the Boston and uh, New York warp Tours this year. So uh, we're gonna take a little break as soon as I get this music lit up. This is Latter Day right now. We'll be back. This is WIRE, Wentworth Internet Radio, Boston. This is Late Night 84, and I'm Marty 84. You're listening to the WIRE Wentworth Internet Radio. It's late now, five eighty-four. That was "Bleed" by Letter Day. Letter Day on MySpace, MySpace.com/slash-letterday. Get these guys to the Warp Tour. If you basically just go to their website and uh, the instructions there how to get to Warp Tour. They're also on the April twenty-eighth playing a show uh, the same night the benefit. So if you're not going to the benefit, if you want to go see uh, Letter Day play, playing at the Saugus YMCA, April twenty-eighth at six p.m. More details on their website, myspace.com slash letterday. All right, so we get that out of the way. Um, next on the agenda is, here, I'm supporting everyone today, huh? Is uh, a good uh, couple of friends of mine they are doing a movie, and it is called Julie. Uh, and I w- wish I could play the trailer for you guys right now, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I cannot because there's more F-words in the trailer than the whole entire movie of The Godfather. But you guys can feel free to watch the trailer yourself at um, 84net It's www.arty84.net. About halfway down on the right side is uh, the trailer for Dually right on the page. You guys can check that out. And uh, I apparently, last note there, were premiering it, um, I want to say in June-ish. I'm not sure. But there's a link to the website, so you can check that out. All the information you need there, it's arty84.net. Click on Dually Trailer. All right oh crap I did it again I want to lead up to something big and I'm not going to be able to do it uh, this is why I need a producer really 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 wish I had a producer producer
1: uh,
3: anyways guess what uh, I tried out for real world last week and I'm going to tell you something it was an interesting interesting event
1: what the hell
3: How the hell is this stuff organized? Oh. I uh, downloaded a song last week for the segment of the show. And uh, I don't know what happened to it. It should be, yeah. I don't see him. I don't know why. Crap, and I don't have it. Any baseball music? All right, I wanted to play uh, Center Field by John Fogerty. I just off. That not, not. Oh, was going off me tonight. Unfortunately, uh, I cannot find it anywhere in the library. I swore I downloaded it, but apparently I didn't. So, uh, I'm just going to do the baseball news and pretend I'm uh, doing the John Fogarty thing. All right, here we go. Round baseball on Wednesday, April 18th. Games already finished. Uh, Kansas City topped the Detroit Tigers 4 3, avoiding a sh- uh, sweep. Baltimore is up, uh, beat uh, Tampa Bay 6 4. Oakland beat the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim 3 0 this afternoon. All right, scheduled for tonight that have not started yet. Arizona are at San Diego, Minnesota are at Seattle, and St. Louis at San Francisco. These games are all at 10.05. MLB.com. For more information, games already in progress right now. We have the Yankees beating the Cleveland Indians, bottom of the fourth, to 6-2 New York. The Mets are in Florida, beating them 8 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth. Philadelphia and Washington meet off tonight in Washington, 4-1 Washington over the Phillies. Here in Boston, on the top of the seventh inning, Boston Red Sox taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, beating them. Did I say in Boston? No, that's an idiot statement because I'm thinking it's next week. They're in Toronto. Boston's beating them three to nothing. Wakefield on the mound for the Red Sox. In Cincinnati tonight, they're playing the Houston. I was gonna say the Rockets. Wow, Houston Astros. Two nothing. Cincinnati. Atlanta Braves beating the Chicago Cubs four to two. Bottom of the third. Milwaukee Brewers top of the second beating the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh uh, did a real number on. I believe they played. Where did they play yesterday. They play, play St. Louis because it was a really good game. That's why I mentioned it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Maybe it wasn't yesterday. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they did. They played St. Louis. It was six to one. They beat them. It's a really good game because I hate the St. Louis Cardinals with a passion more than any. Well, I hate the Yankees. I guess on my top ten list is uh, well, top two list because I really don't have ten teams that I really hate that much. It would be the New York Yankees. Would be number one, and number two would be uh, St. Louis Cardinals. <coughs> Alright, see, I'm already not being serious anymore. And what else we got? Uh right now, scoreless games, Dodges at Colorado and Texas at the Chicago White Sox. Scoreless Games. Yippee. How about that uh, Red Sox pitcher? What's his name? Dice K. You guys ever hear of him? Yeah, well, uh no run support last night, I guess. One bad inning cost the game. We lost two to one against Blue Jays again, north of the border. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Uh speaking of Red Sox and like the pre-red. Here's uh, something from break.com. If you guys are familiar with break.com, you should check it out. It's break.com for funny video, pitches and other interesting things. This happened at the Red Sox Angels game a couple nights ago.
4: Popped up. Left side ranging is Cabrera now coming is Anderson and with-
3: Basically, uh it was a foul ball going into the uh, field, the stands in our left field and Ball's going up, Cabrera's running over, and a fan actually knocks the ball in mid-air back into the field, but that's not the funny part. We see that happen all the time. This is what happens next. Listen.
4: With no, into the stands, the umpire ruined really, Tim Timmons and one beverage wow, less than they had before. Wow, What's he got now? He's got mud on him and, and an alcoholic beverage.
3: Basically, when he went to go hit the ball, uh, a beer spilt over him. This guy's standing here with two empty beers in his hands. Bridge.
4: I think he made a good call here as he, let's see, how does this happen? It wasn't Oh, a good oh wow, <laughs> it's funny. But,
3: oh. Actually, what happens is the player actually uses his glove and hits the bear out of his hand. What the, oh, oh. And then someone threw it. What was it. that
4: that came flying in? I'm not so sure that at the a mistake on his shoulder. It looks like somebody may have yeah. thrown some stuff on him just to, to add insult to injury. I thought he rolled in the mud before he came to the yeah. game, but no, that's not correct. He got hit with some type of sub sandwich or something. Oh, he want, now he wants a piece yeah. of it. Now to he's the trying there. to there fight go. the guy. Well, he's the Pepsi fan of the game until he gets thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Strike three. J.D. Drew's gone. Red Sox down on strikes. Seven to one, Boston.
3: All right, we'll fast forward a little. Basically, what happened was someone was pissed, and uh, <laughs> oh, we we'll see some more of it. Uh, pizza Jim was thrown. A slice of pizza was thrown the at the guy.
4: Analysis of all the reaction to Josh Beckett's performance today, including the clubhouse reaction. ugly sight, and I don't know why it was necessary. Now watch. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but watch. here comes the pizza. See it?
3: <laughs> a guy just throws oh, a pizza like a fastball at geez. the guy's head.
4: Highly unnecessary. That was the Patriots jacket, and of course, he's been asked to leave the ball game and kicked a piece of pizza. And they <laughs> kicked him out of the game.
3: So now you get three guys, include the baseball player, soaked with beer, and then one of the guys who interfered gets a slice of pizza <laughs> off the side of his head.
4: And here it
3: goes. <laughs> Right off the side of the head.
4: Uh, <laughs> this is the sportscast. Why did he do that? Because he thought he was interfering with a player? I mean, it seemed totally unnecessary. Just now getting the pizza off him. He was hot for a while, but uh, I think the pizza thrower apologized and uh, he seemed to cool off a little bit. But
3: I'd be kind of off geez. myself if somebody else. Right, that's about it. Basically, a guy in the stand at Fenway Pockets hit a slice of pizza. There's really not much to that. That was about it. Uh, that, was, yeah, that was, in fact, that was it. Uh, let's see. What else can I do here? It's a half past the altitude disclaimer. You are listening to WIRE, WIRE, Wentworth Internet Radio from the on-campus studios in Boston, Massachusetts. This show does not represent Wentworth, Colleges of the Fenway, or WIRE. To express opinions or concerns, contact Daniel Zongi at 508-335-9761. This is WIRE, Boston, Massachusetts. ID time, 8.40 p.m. All right, we just got a text message from my cousin Ryan. It's actually now Sidekick Ryan. We changed his name on the show. He will be calling in, or we'll be calling him in about 50 minutes to update us on some interesting situation that happened to him at work. Uh, let's go through the stuff here. Where we talked about the Duty movie, uh, Letter Data Warped Tour. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. I tried out for Real World last Saturday. Yes, indeed. I was uh one of 250 people in the Boston area that showed up to the faneuil hall Marketplace at 10 o'clock in the morning last saturday and let me tell you something there were all kinds there freaky looking people kiss ass people uh every time there was a there was a kid there who brought his like boom box and he was sitting there freestyle rapping to a beat while giving out cds i was like it's getting the same so uh for those of you who don't know what it's like to try out for a reality show such as the railroad let me uh let me go through uh, exactly the day, step by step, process by process, and uh, let you know exactly what went on that fine day. In um, Why do I, I read stuff? I lose that fine day is last Saturday. I am not with. It, it is like two hundred degrees in the studio right now. I feel as if I should take, you know, less clothes off, more clothes off to be cool. I think that's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I'm hot. I'm really hot. And I don't think I'm doing well with these this pressure. I think I'm just kind of kind of going crazy, and I don't know what's going on. So I was trying to tell you guys about the real world situation. Right here we go. Here's the real world. So this is what happens. All right. So around uh, nine o'clock in the morning, I proceeded to make my way towards uh, Boston from Rivera, jumping on the Blue Line and taking. It. When I get to Wonderland Station, I realized that well, they're bussing people to Maverick because. The train's down. They're doing some construction on the train. So I had to get on to a MBTA free shuttle bus to Maverick Station in East Boston, which is very delayed because you hit all this traffic and stuff, and it makes it longer. So I finally get to Maverick. I go two stops to the aquarium, get off, and here I am in Faneuil Hall. It was at Ned the If you guys are familiar with Faneuil Hall, it's a little bar-slash-clubby thing they got going up on there. Big sign on the door. I go upstairs to Paris, which is a club across from Comedy Connection, and uh, you know, sign up there. So you get up there, and I'm figuring it's eight o'clock. There were people camping out last night, or the night before, rather. I'm like, why? Why would you? Why would you camp out? I'm like, to my, my original thought was as if there may be maybe a hundred people. I thought maybe would show up, not enough to make someone want to camp out for such a stupid, stupid thing. It was ridiculous. This is what happened. So you get up there, and there's this lady giving out little application thingies, right? So she's handing out these applications, and you, you take one. And I didn't have a pen. And I, I had a pen on my desk next to my wallet and phone before I left my house with all intentions to grab this pen, put it into my pocket, and transport it with me to the place of uh, a destination where I was going. All right? I get there, I don't have a pen. So now I'm looking around frantically looking for a pen. So who am I going to ask these people if they have a pen? They've been being asked all day long if they have a pen. Why suddenly do they have a pen now? Well, they had a pen, but I didn't ask her. I seen some girl. This girl seemed like she was like on another planet. Her head was in the sky. She was spacing out looking side to side. I didn't really know what to make of her. So what I did was I approached her and I seen that she had two pens. And this is where I'm very obse- observated if that's even a word I looked at her and be like, excuse me I noticed you have two pens mine if I borrow one and she looked at me as if she didn't want me to know that she had another pen but you know what she did have a pen and you know what I did borrow it from her I go excuse me can I borrow your pen and she looked at me puzzled and dysfunctional and looked at me with a look of disgust that I've only seen from my mother when she caught me wearing women's lingerie and she goes Oh, okay, and I'll be like, thank you, and I'll be sure to return this pen to you once I'm properly done using such a device. Okay, so I got the pen. I got phase one out of this nine-step project complete, all right? So this is what I do. So I take the pen, and I sit down in a seat. Now, I'm number 82, so I'm the 82nd person to get a a thing. I got there right at 10 o'clock on the dot. I'm there. Why were these people staying there all night? I, I haven't the foggiest idea why you'd be sitting there sleeping in a sleeping bag all night. You know, it was cold out. It was about 40 degrees out, and it was raining. Why? I don't like, could they not afford a hotel? I was talking to this one kid from Connecticut that drove up at 3 in the morning. I'm like, what the hell did you do for four hours? And let me let you know something right there. Not all those people are from the Boston area. As a matter of fact, most of them are from New Hampshire or Connecticut. I'm like, Why? Why? This is for Boston, all right? I don't want you Connecticut and New Hampshire people trying to rain on my small parade that I'm having with myself. But that's besides the point. So what happened? Let me get you the next step. I sit down. That's step two. Step three is I start reading through this application process. All right, so... It's like a questionnaire. You know those stupid surveys they have on MySpace that people fill out and put in their comment in their posts. They post these posts, they they post these these surveys thinking that anyone actually gives a crap. Does anyone actually read those? I get annoyed. I'm like, why are these people wasting their times posting, you know, surveys about information like I don't want to know when the last time you had sex or well, I don't want to know who what guy name you like the best, Or I don't want to know um what your opinion on the Statue of Liberty? Stupid stuff like that. I don't want to know all that stuff. If I did, I would ask you. As a matter of fact, you presenting this stuff. You're an attractive girl, and I want to have conversation with you. If you're presenting this stuff to me uh, unwillingly, then it gives me absolutely nothing to talk about. So what am I going to sit there going through the? Hey, so I see that you like skydiving, huh? The last time you had a McDonald's Happy Meal, you were seven years old. Tell me about your experience. Oh, you never learned how to ride a bike. Oh. I had a weird uncle that my mom would never let me stay with. Oh, like, these are things that, you know, I already know the answers to, so why am I asking to you? So, basically, guys don't like talking to girls on the phone in the first place. As a matter of fact, they minimize phone talk as much as possible. They get to the facts, so because they already know everything about you. So, therefore, if you were actually presented with one of these surveys when you first meet a girl, you would have to minimally talk to her on the phone, which is great, which I think... I'm actually contradicting what I just said 5 minutes ago. All girls should have a survey and when they meet a guy, they should just send it to him because then the guy doesn't have to talk to her on the phone. He has all the answers to every question he ever had in his hands without actually having to listen to how her day was. So, I have now said that all girls out there to make a guy happy, basically do one of those stupid my space surveys one of those in-depth ones they're like a couple hundred questions long fill it out very very deeply so when i'm on the toilet i have something to read when i first meet you because that's where i do most of my reading on the toilet as a matter of fact my mother got mad at me because i keep a whole volume of encyclopedias on next to the bathtub i go i plan on reading every single one of them and i plan on doing that yes i do it's the only place i can really sit there and focus you know what i mean you have no distractions because you know no one's gonna walk in on you and you know, bother you if anything, so you can say uh, the shower too. If I could, sh- if I could read in the shower, I would do that too. But i am been having a problem. Last time I brought my laptop in the shower, I electrocuted myself. Uh, yes, don't he dry hair dry your hair, then hair dry dry your hair in the shower either, because that could be quite dangerous. So I so I progress. Where was I talking about the real world thing? All right, so it was a questionnaire. Picture one of those MySpace questionnaires of 300 questions, uh, cut down to. 13 questions and lucky number 13 i was a little upset too because i was number 82 and you know everyone knows my number is 84 uh yeah wasn't too upset i was a little ha- I was a little, a little happy about that i was too off from a good time that's what i like to say too off from a good time hey now so anyway so i'm sitting out there filling out this questionnaire and whatnot so i'm reading through it it's like what's your name where you're from your address uh one good quality about you hmm so I wrote, "I am a cunning, stunning-looking young man with a rapist wit." That's what all I can think of right there. I mean, it's ten o'clock in the morning. I, didn't, I was working all the night before, and I really got to sleep. All right, question two: What is one of your worst attributes? I'm like, an attribute. All right, what's one of my worst attributes? So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hmm. And I was thinking about pizza, and then I was thinking about getting something to eat, and I realized, worst attribute on like eating pizza. No, seriously. And, uh, I don't even know what I point. What the hell did I point? My worst attribute. I go, I'm a control freak. I like to be in control all the time. You know? Ask any girl I ever knew. I like to be in control. Ask any guy. Ask my mom, for that matter. I don't know how you want to take that. I always want to be in control. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I wrote that, I think. And then it was like, have you ever been arrested? Have you ever, uh, committed a crime? Um, this, that, and the other thing. What else here? Have you, uh, ever, uh, you know why do you want to be on this show all right so this is this is the part of the, the the survey in which i totally uh i i took it to a new level if you will i took it to a level unlike any other other level ever brought onto this is a level i like to call level wa kadaple level a kadaple is a is a level in which is so high up into the air that not one person standing on another person's shoulders for every person on the world could see level kadaple the level of Kabapo, this is the level I took this survey to. And as a matter of fact, I think this is the reason I'm not on this show, because I took the survey too high of a level. Uh, basically, what I did was I wrote that I want to be on this show plainly and simply for the fact that I like people looking at me. I like people gawking over my goddish good looks. And I love people thinking, hey, this kid is a humorous young man who who would entertain this country uh, as a canopy of fun. And you know what? I did so. And I believe it's a conucopia. I, I, I excuse myself. Not a canucopia of fun. So, I wrote that, among some other things. Now I'm done. You get the survey done. Now now I have, uh, I got like, couple tunnel in my hand. Because they give you about one line to write your, your life story on. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, I'm writing. And then I have this claw thing going on as if I was some kind of freak So I I, first of all I can't find the girl I borrowed the pen with because my number one priority today is to return this pen to this girl because I don't want her thinking that I'm some kind of guy that's gonna borrow a pen and not give it back. So that's what I did. I searched and destroyed. But didn't destroy, I searched and located. So I could properly return the pen. Which I did later on in the story, but I'm not gonna get to that point yet. So I, hand, I go to the girl, I'm, I'm done with this application. What do I do now? So, she's like, oh, okay, you're done. Now, you can go in this long-ass line in the other room that's hidden behind a closed door. So, I'm like, all right, so I get in this line. Now, when I stepped into this doorway, it was as if I was stepping into a dimension unbeknownst to anyone on this planet. It was like they took every single type of person in the world and mixed them all up into this mumble-jumble Phenomenal of people Waiting to be on TV Now you gotta remember Every city gets about 250 people They go to 20 cities That's uh what Say 4,000 4,500 people right there Right Then you gotta figure Is it 44,000 Something like that You know it's in, it's, in, it's like five, Say 5,000 Just for good measure Right So you got 5,000 people Just going to these things Then you get another Say 1,000 people That do these corny videos Now this is where I went wrong I originally thought that the video was something that would be a bad thing to do because basically when you get the video, you don't know if they're watching you or not. When you're filling out this application and I thought you would get a one-on-one interview with these people, they would see you for who you are and the short time they get to spend with you. Well, unbeknownst to myself, it wasn't a one-on-one video. As a matter of fact, I would have been better off, or interview I rather, I would have been better off sending in the video because I would have really expressed my kinda need to be on this television program in which MTV produces and by the way I will not have another opportunity because it is real world 20 and it's been rumored that this is the last one so good good I hope it's real world Alaska because these asses didn't call me back and I'm still holding a little bit of grudge I'm gonna be completely honest with you real world Alaska where they have to live in an igloo with native Eskimos and fish for their food and ride canoes and such to destinations and have to use the bathroom outside And ice fish That's what I hope happens to these people This is what I hope this real world works out for all these people So so back to these type of people that are there So I'm online right Waiting to be called So I find out that basically they take you 10 people at a time And they bring you into this room 10 people at a time Alright so I'm thinking 10 people at a time How does this work out How do you get a fear and now, like a a, a a fair, like, assessment of these people, right? So here I am, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm figure I'm gonna stand out. I'm gonna be, uh, you know, I do something crazy, you know. I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play an angle in which I typically do in large p- crowds. I was gonna do something outrageous and probably use the F word a lot. But I was informed that I should not swear by sidekick Ryan a lot because he he would say that this. You know, show, this is a gesture of me being out of control. And I don't think they want to produce a television show with beeps every other word I say. Like, like here comes Adi into the room. Beep, 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 beep. It would be a whole lot of beeping and not much going on. You could watch the show on mute. And as a matter of fact, anyone could watch it, deaf or not deaf. Because you wouldn't be able to hear anything anyways. Close capture anything would be fun. But anyway, I'm digressing again. Oh, yeah. Um So, anywho... Uh, what you want to do now at this point? I was gonna, you know, pff, I'm pumping myself up, right? So here we go. I got, I'm in line right now, and I get this goofball kid in front of me, right? Now this kid, he could not be any more of a kiss ass ever. He's the typical, looks like an Abercrombie kind of model kid. Obviously, uh, gets his eyebrows waxed. I don't know what kind of person gets his eyebrows waxed. Certainly not a pretty boy like myself. Um. He's got the, you know, the look like, hey, everyone look at me. I'm, uh, I'm the type of person who, uh, you know, uh, you know, everyone, I'm cocky. Uh, pay attention to me. Ooh, everyone loves me. Ooh, I'm Mr. Personality. So this tool, if you will, was standing in front of me in line and every single person whether they work there or not, a janitor walked by and he goes, Do you work for MIT? MTV? Do you work for MTV? Do you were like kissing, serious ass. I'm like, These people don't care if you work, if who you are, or anything. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to say as little to these people as possible because they don't want to hear this all day long. Why do they want to hear this from another person, right? So I'm just sitting there being quiet and thinking to myself, What a goofball. So, I remember this one girl walks by, right? She was, uh, she was obviously a, a janitor. Obvious. I mean, she had a a spray bottle of detergent cleaner in her pocket and a rag in her other hand. And he goes, hey, sweetheart, do you work for MITV? And I felt like saying, no, no, she doesn't work for MIT." Uh, I keep saying MIT, I don't know why. MTV, unless she's the type of person that goes around and cleanses the lenses of the camera. Because if she worked for MITV... Why am I saying TV If she's working for MTV, Real World, or anything associated with the Real World program, why would she be carrying around a spray bottle? What is she cleaning? Is she cleaning people's bodies or something like that? Is there something going on in that interview room that I'm not aware of? Is there a plexiglass wall between the guy asking the questions and the people because something crazy is going on? I have no idea, and know that I want to know if that, in fact, is what she was doing. Basically, she was basically just cleaning up. Stuff at the club from the night before. Because you know how people get sloppy and irresponsible at a club. Things just go astray. Drinks, puke, bodily fluids, everything. Sweat is a major thing. Is a major thing you have to clean up at a bar because, or a club for that matter. Because it's everywhere. People are sweating, having a great time. And you know, unfortunately, someone has to clean it up. And that was this lady's job. She was walking in on her shift to clean up this club for... Degenerates like myself to go to later that night and destroy with sweat So anyways, so he goes hey sweetheart you were for MIT uh, MTV well, if I say MITV one more time. I swear to god. I am gonna hit myself with a ballpoint hammer She looks at him thinking that I Don't know what she was thinking, but she had that stare and she grinned at him and just didn't say anything It was obvious. She didn't speak English Why was he asking this girl anything? and then he, then he asked her again do you work for MTV and she just stared and walked away so I felt like saying to this kid why 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 are you doing this and he had, it was as if he was going for an acting debut he had a portfolio of pictures of him modeling in different ways and headshots and like a, a resume to me I don't think MTV wants former actors. Or any of that people of the entertainment nature to be on the show. Because if, in my opinion, it's a reality show. We should have real people. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, let me know. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, this kid is definitely going to be a problem. I'm like, I really hope this kid is not in the 10-person interview with me. Because I will probably say something to him. Probably have to fight him outside afterwards. Because that's the type of person I am. I can't stand people like that. Basically, what I'm saying is I can't stand people that are similar to myself it's a conflict of interest I'm just gonna say that right now conflict of interest an interest conflict if you will so anyway so moving up I'm going a little bit further in line at this point when I once I moved in line about 20 feet or so it's a wrapping you know one of those velvet ropes you know kind of thing going into this room that I'm not sure what's going on in there but I'm pretty sure there's something that requires a cleaning lady to go in there and clean off a plexiglass wall I really don't know so anyways, so I see the girl that I let borrow my pen, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, you, and she looks at me, I'm like, here you go, thank you, and I gave her the pen, and she was as if she was surprised that I was actually going to return the pen to her, I had no intentions, no desires to keep this pen, as a matter of fact, I didn't want anything to do with this pen, pen, I felt guilty taking the pen home with me. I felt that there was a dead desire need to return this pen to this girl that didn't want to let me borrow it in the first place. Because I knew if I never gave it back, then she would know that she gave a pen out to a person that she didn't want to be borrowed anyways. And that's what I made of the situation. So I felt it was 128% necessary to give this writing utensil that spits out ink in a ballpoint fashion back to the girl that originally let me borrow it. So I go, here's your pen, thank you very much, and have a pleasant and delightful day. And she looked at me and go, oh, no problem. And we moved further in line. And I could overhear her saying to her friend, which she was with, which was, a, was, a, she, was a, she was a five at best. Her friend had to be close to a three and a half, if not a two. And she's like, the friend was like, "Who who is that? And she was like, oh, it was this kid that I didn't want him to borrow my pen in the first place. Asked me to borrow a pen, giving it back to me. And she's like, oh. Now, I'm going to tell you this one thing. I'm the type of person that if. I have to give it to her because she did let me borrow her pen. And it was very nice of her to, that that, that gesture of, of give and borrow was there in a room of strangers all in competition with each other. Because everyone, I looked at these people not as fellow teenagers and 20-year-olds, but as competition. i seen them as if I was the Red Sox facing the Yankees. These people, I didn't want anything. I was going to try to hurt these people, not hurt them physically, but hurt their chances in getting any further than I would. So, um, it's time for a commercial break. After I get back, I will continue with my, you know, story of the real world here on WIRE Wentworth Internet Radio.
1: You are listening to WIRE, Wentworth Internet Radio, live from Beatty Hall at Wentworth Institute of Technology in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah wire it's on check out wir. for showtime show descriptions and files on local DJs that's where I went worth internet radio experience w-i-r-e Boston Massachusetts hey this is Cecil the comedian you're listening to club wire with DJ audi 84 all
3: right this is late night84. I'm Audi 84 This is W.I.R.E. Wentworth. Internet radio experience. Live from the on-campus studios in Boston, Massachusetts. 9.02 is the time you listen to right now. If you'd like to get me in the studio, you can get me at 781-241-2941 at 781-241-2941 or on AOL Instant Messenger. ARTY84, that's ARTY84, and be sure to listen to and check out more information on the radio station at wire.wit.edu and information about Late Night of Audi84 at oddie at 84net I love this song. Oh, she's, she's something else. And uh, if you guys have on demand, I assumed you uh, have already watched the girlfriend video several times, as did myself. I also have it downloaded, and it's also the number one most played song on my iPod. I get dressed to it, undressed to it, in shower, and do other activities such as eat breakfast, drive to work, and do the hula hoop to it. And that is the girlfriend's. It's a catchy, catchy beat. I have a program on my XM radio, so every time it comes on, it brings me to that channel, and I get to uh, you know, listen to it with delight. And uh, all that good stuff right here. Um, so, oh, this is something i to play This is, a uh, a thing right here. Uh, I know we're going to go back to the real world edition video, uh, or edition situation in a second, but, uh, Cecil the comedian, he wants to tell people what kind of people listen to my show. <laughs> All
0: right,
3: so that didn't work because I had the stupid, uh, I come to work so unprepared. How do I still have a gig on this radio station? I don't know. Since you guys, since I'm trying to fix this, check out my MySpace, MySpace.com/djartarty84. That's rd84, DJ ID 84 This is white this is to my show. Truck
0: <laughs> bush, beer drink.
3: bush beer drinking white trash. is the next line. Alright, so I got that out of the way I, just, I was supposed to play it last week, I never got a chance to So, sorry, sorry, alright Guys, alright So, where, where was I? I was talking about uh, the pen I returned the pen to the girl Alright, so now we're about we're halfway down to the story So, hold on to your Laughing caps because you're about to laugh I like to warn people Ahead of time that they're gonna laugh because I don't want someone accidentally wetting themselves Spitting out water or crashing their car into a curb Because some of my jokes may be Quite on the hilarious side so, um, anywho, I give her a pen and I, she has the little conversation with her friend and now I'm turning, I'm turning a line. Now I'm going around a corner. It's an elbow, picture an elbow, picture uh, a U-turn and these things are wrapped around U's or whatnot, whatever shape or desire they wanted to be wrapped around. There is sh- the shape of a U. I'm on the right side of you and now I'm approaching the left side of you and pretty boy McGee is in front of me. That's the kid I was talking about earlier. And behind me was these three obnoxious kids from Connecticut who are friends with three obnoxious kids from Connecticut in front of me. Now, I don't know if it's just a thing, but everyone I meet from Connecticut is obnoxious, including Pretty Boy McGee. He was from Connecticut. And they're not just from, like, Connecticut, like, close to Massachusetts, Connecticut. They're like, Connecticut, like, you should have just went to the New York Trials because you would have gave me a little bit more competition a less competition rather I'm not a person that likes competition I'm actually a weak link and I like to uh go against the weakest people I when I play competitive sports I play against infants and small children because I have a better chance of beating them I do not play against girls guys or anyone close to my size or age because I know I will lose I play seven year old girls and boys in competitions that I know I can beat them in and it makes me feel better about myself because when I win I feel better and I feel Delightful and superficial, if I'm even using that word, in the correct manner. So I digress. So I turn the corner and Obnoxious 3, 1, 2, and 3 are talking to Obnoxious 4, 5, and 6 behind me. Now these kids are all kind. I'm hearing their life story. I'm hearing one got here at 3 in the morning. I'm hearing another one did this. Another one did that. Oh, man, I had such a good time last night. Ugh, me and so-and-so McGee hooked up. Yippity-yippity-yap. Yadda-yadda-yadda. shibbity shibbity do. So, I hear this these kids talking. And I just want to hit them. I got to the point where now I'm so frustrated with everyone who's in line with me that I just want to cause some kind of scene. I I feel the need at this point to cause a scene, and you know, I'm usually one to avoid situations such as this, but you know what, a little guy inside my head was like, you know what, you gotta say, shut the hell up to these people, because no one wants to hear them, I'm looking around, and the people to the left of me are in disgust, the people to the right of me are in disgust. Pretty Boy McGee is still trying to talk to the cleaning crew and ask them if they're working for MTV. And these kids are going at it. Oh, you're a loser. No, you're a loser. No, you're a loser. Ha <laughs> you're a geek. Ha <laughs> you're a loser. You did what? You did, whoo, I got so drunk last night. Whoo, <laughs> I wear women's clothes. Ha ha ha. He's a boy's talking They're all guys here. Very little girls. So, all right. And I'm like, how much of this non, non... Needable non uh, I'm looking for a word here uh, Information is this the word um, This stuff meant nothing to me I did not need any more of it Than I had heard in the first place It absolutely drove me Quite insane To the fact that I was like I just want to go home now I don't even care if I'm on the show Just take me home tonight As my good friend Annie Monday would say Be my little baby So I'm getting closer to the line now. Now, actually, at this point in the line, I'm actually realizing what is actually going down, how this process is actually being held. I knew they were taking people, but now I'm, I'm on a count. I'm number 7 of 10. So I know that I will be with Pretty Boy McGee, who is number 6, and the three previous uh, Connecticut kids who were in front of me. They were 2, 3, and 4. So I know I'm going to be with these goofballs, but luckily for me, the people behind me weren't going in with me. These other three goofballs were going in a different rotation. And then I hear this other kid saying, well, when I was down in Cancun, I met one of the people on the real world. And I was able to get into some kind of VIP ticketing. Because that's another thing they had here. They were calling people online. Do you have a VIP ticket? They asked. And I said, no, I do not. And how does one obtain such a ticket of importance? A very important person, indeed, a VIP would stand for. So... Uh, they're like, well, you had a pre-register, you had to know someone. I'm like, but why would you want to get someone on the show who knew someone who was on the show? I'm like, to me, that's like having two of the same people on the show. Am I wrong? The way I would pick this show is that I would drive down the street in Boston on a nice day, preferably a 72 degree day in June. I would say a Saturday around 3 p.m. I would drive down one street, preferably over near, say, Faneuil Hall Market. And I would randomly, at random, at Will, at Jake, at Bob, pick out 10 people. Just plain. You, 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 all shapes, sizes, and colors. Because because you want to, you want these people to not know each other, not know what they're getting picked for, and just get thrown into a house. That's the way I would do it. Just throw random 10 random people into a house. Don't do any background checks. Don't do any other information. Don't ask them any questions. Just take 10 regular people off the street. You can take one from each city. Just drive down 10 major cities, you know. But uh, they're only doing six. So, well, this is my real world. It's called Adi's World. And they're going to have 10 people from 10 major cities. As a matter of fact, you take the 20 major cities in the country and you take one person from there. Because when you have 20 people, that's double the fun. As a matter of fact, it's triple the fun because you originally only need six. Now I'd bring 18. Triple the fun with a remainder of two. So it would be a, a 3.2 remainder. A good time for everyone indeed. So you take these 10, 20 strangers and you throw them into a house and you don't give them electricity. You don't give them Uh, a working bathroom, and you don't give them heat. And if it's in the summertime, you don't give them air conditioner, and you give them too much heat or vice versa. And you want to see these people, how people really live. Like, you go to real world and you're getting spoiled. You're getting free drinks. You're getting free food. You're living for free. You don't got to do jack crap. You work a job. They give you a job, quote-unquote job, and it's basically you're working for some cool company and doing very little. That's the cool job they give you. They should give you a real job. They should make these people dig graves, you're know, like, all right, you're going to live in this house. It's a shack, actually. There's a pool in the back, but it's actually an infested pond of alligators. Uh, you don't have electricity or a working bathroom. There's an outhouse down the street, on half a mile away. Uh, you have to sacrifice your shoes and socks, and you have to work as a, uh, uh, a gravedigger. I'm just going to people show up for that real world. I can tell you one thing I would. All right. 612 524 Getting a phone call right now. I'm not sure who it is. If anyone out there knows uh, 612 area code, or if anyone out there is actually calling me, uh, send me an um, instant message right now at arty84 so I know it's you calling. So I uh, I know exactly if I should pick up on them because I don't usually pick up phone numbers that I don't, even though I encourage people to call in uh, to the show. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, my friend Jan is listening, Jan Luis. Uh, me and him uh, went to a meat farm last weekend where we uh, picked up uh, a copy of our own tapeworms. Oh, look, it's, uh, Allie M's calling. Allie M? Hi. Hi. Uh, I, I have to inform you, you are being recorded right now. I
2: know, I am. All why right. Pick I up the other phone. I was trying to uh, my IP relay. It was pretty good.
3: Uh, I just want to let you know that IP relay is a is a is a program set up for the definite and impaired, and I believe you're abusing your privilege.
2: I know I have.
3: <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going really to report you. I'm going to yeah. report you to IP relay. Yeah. Well, maybe you should tell
2: everybody about my IP relay.
3: Uh, why do you tell everyone? You're one calling. I've been talking. You you interrupted me in the middle of my real world experience, but uh, it's all right. We'll we'll stop for a second so you can uh, inform everyone that you're gonna prank call me from a number from Maine and IP relay me a program that's used to help the deaf and the blind. But go ahead.
2: They're blind. How to make type? Well, my IP relay is definitely used by the deaf and the blind, and basically you IM them on AIM and um. You like type in the number that you want to call and it's the ultimate pranking
3: machine. Yeah, but you're abusing it. This is something that that people should be using to help people hey, Please. You,
2: oh please, you have used it on your
8: I you have so many never times. I
3: have never used the IP relay in an abusive and you way. Did. Never in my life. It is absolutely insane. What was your IP relay anyways? Was it something I could hear on the radio?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was good.
3: Was it totally F C C friendly? Absolutely. All right, I'll give you another opportunity. You can IP relay. Make sure there's no swears, no controversy contact. I don't want to be like Imus. All right,
2: well, I'm going to have to think of a good one. Will you please enter your phone this time?
3: (laughs) I will, I will. I'll recognize the number this time. I I will let you go, Allie. Anything you want to plug before you get off the radio? I have nothing to plug. No MySpace?
2: Um, No, I, I have it blocked so people, crazy people, like, Hey,
3: hey now, wait a minute, this is a sensitive show, we're not bringing up people's names and... and No, no, the shooter from, like, um,
2: Virginia,
3: I I refuse, I refuse to air his, if you listen to the beginning of my radio show, I refuse to give him any publicity. Oh, that's what he wants, okay. He's known as nothing but the crazy kid, in my opinion. The crazy... I am not going to go into his name or any information about him, other than that, what he did was a a horrid thing and that he should get no absolutely no press about him at all. He what he did was terrible and someone of that that manner should not be celebrated for his actions.
2: Oh exactly I they definitely that's what you wanted though. And he thanks for getting my out, like, so we name in and history and, that's what he and
3: thanks for getting my show back to a serious note. I was going onto a funny page of, of the show and now you just brought everything to a serious level. So it's gonna take me a second to try to get back. So I'm gonna let you go. Right? Okay. Yes. Come okay. up with a good IP relay. IP relay, you mean about, about 10 minutes or so. Okay. Sounds good. That's super. All right. You have yourself a delightful event. I will.
2: I'll think of a good
3: one. And good day to you. Good day I too. said good day.
2: Adia.
3: All right. So, that was Allie M uh, of regular Colin of the show. Um, I think she is a little crazy herself. Anywho... Where was I? Oh, all right. I was at the point right now where I'm getting picked to go into the real world situation, right? So here I am in line, application in hand. I got Pretty Boy McGee in front of me with his portfolio of looks and and such. I got the crazy Connecticut kids in front of me. I have one girl in my group going in, just one girl. She's from uh, somewhere around here. I don't remember precisely where she was from. I don't remember these people's names, and they introduced themselves. So we walk into this room. And there was this guy who really looked like he was rough He was a rough looking guy Rough around the edges You know, looked like he just woke up He didn't shower He was unshavened And body astray And he looked like he was the type of person that worked for MTV back Like when it first started Like he, when he was like 22 years old And now he's like 35 Or it would be 20 years So now he's like 42 But he's still dressing like he did when he was 22 so he's still wearing the wardrobe that he was wearing when he was 22 Which was just bizarre and uncomfortable for myself But I had a deal with it anyway So we finally get into this room They finally... We're sitting down or everything like that. So we sit in a semicircle, if you will, and the guy sits in the middle, and he's like, all right, we're going to do a little icebreaker here. Now, if anyone knows what icebreak is, it's one of those stupid things where you go into class, or you get first day of school, and you'll be like, hi, my name's Adi, and I like anchovies, (laughs) and everyone has to go around the room and remember the stupid thing you said about your name, and all I think about when I'm doing this is either, are they good-looking, are they annoying, or what's that odor coming from their body? And especially if you're sitting next to a kid and you have 26 kids in your class and you got to remember all these freaking kids' names and you got to remember what their favorite fruit is or what their favorite activity that begins with their name. And why do not you even have a name like, I don't know. I was going to say Zach, but you could use zucchini. Zucchini. Maybe that was a bad uh, example. Let's think. What's a fruit or a food that doesn't have a letter? How about an I? My name is Ian. What kind of food rhymes with I? There is very few foods well, yes, there's plenty actually. Ice cream is one. I I digress again. Let's see. How about your name is uh let them just going through it. Um well, you could use kiss if your name begins with if it was if it was, K, if it was C. K, uh K. My name is Karen and I like what? What do you like, Karen? What kind of food begins with K, Karen? Very little food begins with K, Karen. Karen, you're a crap out of luck because there's no food that begins with K, Karen, unless your name is Karen with a C and you like carrots. So anyways, I sit down. They go, what's your name? And say something crazy and wacky about you. So I'm like, okay. So I'm the first to go. So I'm Adi. I'm from Riviera. And I host a radio show that's wacky. I host a wacky radio show. And if you're listening to it right now, you know I'm a little wacky myself. And then they go to the next person and the next. And pretty boy uh, McGee's. Uh, my name is, say say his name is uh, Hawthorne. My name is Hawthorne. I am from Middleton, Connecticut. And I, uh, a lot of people think I'm cocky, but you know, I'm really not. Really a nice guy deep down inside. He was cocky, plain and simple. He's a cocky cock jock that goes to school at UConn, I think, was the school he went to. And, uh, what? Yes, very inappropriate to say that what you want to say, Allie. I'm not going to get in trouble for your sloppy. Radio Dignity. Yes. Yes, and no, I have not gotten one of those from one of them. So they go around, and then they go, we're going to ask you another question. So now I, I basically spent, I don't know, 25 minutes filling out this 15-question survey. I know it was 13 last time, but for radio purposes, I'm, I'm uh, bringing it up a little bit. The survey of unknown nature, And here I am, doop a dee ba dee, filling out, and these guys aren't even going to look at it. He briefly looks over, and he goes, Adi, my father's name is Adi. That's all he had on me. So I thought maybe, well, this could work for me in two ways. Either he had a great relationship with his father, and he's going to pick me because I remind him of his father, or his father in general. Maybe his father's dead. Maybe he hasn't seen his father in a while. That was the positive way it could have worked. The negative way it would have worked was he hated his father. His dad was a deadbeat dad. His name, in fact, was Arthur, and he hated it and despised his name. Therefore, he'll take anyone else with a similar name out on me. And this whole time i'm asking and i'm saying to everyone that they work for mtv mtv doesn't even own real world it's some production company in california and all real mtv does is throw the name and throw money at it they don't actually produce or do anything of it so in fact pretty boy mcgee asking everyone work work for mtv didn't really matter in the first place because everyone there mtv wasn't even working there with some production company from isborn california where the hell that is so then he go, then he's going around, and you can tell by the time he gets to me, he has absolutely no idea what kind of questions to ask. And I'm thinking maybe he's gonna ask me some kind of provocative question, which I can elaborate in a in a comical manner. No, pretty boy McGee's question was like, uh, you know, um, yeah, if you ever uh, if you could pick anyone in this room, who would you? Uh, no, that was no, because there was only one girl. Maybe that wasn't. So that was the girl next to me's question. If you could pick anyone in this room, who would you date? Uh his question was like, guy, uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? You know, and I was kind of hoping my question would be, if you could be a street sign, what would it be? And that would be, beware of fallen rocks. Why, you may add? Well, I'll tell you why. Beware of of fallen rocks. When you see this, don't you always strike up conversation in your car with the people around you and go, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Does that mean rocks are going to fall on me? And I would be beware of Fallen Rocks because people would be talking about me. And that's all I like. I love when people talk about good publicity, bad publicity. You know, if you're making fun of my mom, all of the above, if you're talking about me, And I have a smile from ear to ear like a girlish schoolgirl who just sold her box of chocolates. And now she can go to Six Flags Great Amusement. And she's delightful and excited. Remember when you were in school and you used to have to sell the chocolate? And you'd come home with a box full of 30 chocolates. And they were like, alright kids, you sell this chocolate. We're going to have a field day. We're going to have a pool party. We're going to have... Pizza party And it was going to be So much fun And you couldn't wait To go home And sell the candy But your overprotective mother Wouldn't let you go Into more than Your neighbor's house So your mother Was stuck Buying 28 pieces of candy And you barely Sold that one box And then you have Some kid Who has absolutely No Parental guidance whatsoever, and he's there selling four boxes, five boxes, six boxes, and you're saying to yourself, "Ma, if you just let me leave my yard, I would be able to sell chocolate." But here, you are forced to buy 28 pieces of a Mr. Good bar, and none of us are gonna eat. We're gonna end up giving them away to strangers and keeping them to Halloween. And why don't you just let me leave leave my yard and go to more than just my elderly neighbor's house? Let me, let me, and uh, I live in I live in the neighborhood where there's only four kids my age. Basically, it was a lot of adults living in my neighborhood. It's a small neighborhood. The four of us all had overprotective parents. And honestly, if we only had the ability to capitalize on the monopoly of non- kids in our neighborhood we would have sold hundreds and i'm not even exaggerating hundreds of thousands of candy bars and we would have had better than a pizza party because our class never won the class i was in always lost we always got a one giant large pizza to split with 24 starving children and you know an extension of five minutes to our recess while the kid down the hall with absolutely no parental supervision sold 170 boxes of candy and now there's a one of those inflatable bouncy things in the classroom and they're all bouncing around all day they're bouncing around you know and here i am standing again through the window of the shattered proof glass that side lights the, the school window, if you know what I'm talking about. You know, I like that. that the bars is going through the glass so it doesn't break when it shatters. And here I am staring in, in such glee at these children bouncing around. And I see Mr. Salesman of the Year with no parental supervision selling candies. But you know what? There's a good, there's a moral to the story. Do you know where that kid is now? He is in Massachusetts MCI serving 25 years because he had no parental supervision. And therefore was thrown in jail. All right, here's someone right now. You're listening to uh, WIRE. You're being recorded.
2: Hi, this is IP Relay Operator, 7320 with a relay call. Do you know how to use relay? Yes, I do. Thank you. Can you please repeat how you answered the phone?
3: Uh, basically, I don't know what that was. I got disconnected. All right, Cousin Ryan's going to be calling in a little bit. So let me finish up the story. Um, What was I at those the kids in the mci the kids in prison now because he stole too much uh, Candy or whatever like that. All right, make a long story short. So i'm in this room and what, what's the question? He asked me the question. He asked me was if you could pick anyone in this room Who would you pick to go to real world other than yourself? So i'm thinking why else would I be sitting in this room if I didn't want to go to real world And why is he asking me to pick something is he asking me to do his work for him? Like, come on buddy. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying to myself. So, there was this there's this kid that reminded me of this other kid I knew. He kind of looked like uh Kanye West. I think that's how he described himself. And I described it. Like, I didn't know what Kanye West looked like. Yes, I, I do actually because that Mike Myers thing that he did on uh that Hurricane Katrina thing and he's like, "Yeah, George Bush doesn't like people of some sort or of whatever." I'm not going to get into detail about it, but this kid looked like Kanye West and I wreck. I don't listen to hip hop, so I didn't know. Or whatever type of music he uh, plays. But he looked like Kanye West because he said he looked like Kanye West. And that's the only bit of factual information I have to compare these two people together. He looked like Kanye West. And I go the kid over there who looks like Kanye West. Because he was from Connecticut and he was the seventh Connecticut kid. And I don't know if he knew the other six that were annoying or not. But he was quite comical. He was telling jokes and he was snippety-snapty. And he entertained me for the whole entire time I was in line. Okay. So now, so now they go through this whole thing and they go, oh, thank you very much, guys. It was a 10-minute interview. I waited in line for two and a half hours for 10 minutes. And if you count the other 20 minutes of writing and all that stuff and that copper tunnel, I have the claw. I have this hook thing going on in my hand now because I can't hold a pen correctly because I was sitting there all day uh, uh, writing. I wasted my Saturday morning where I could have been sleeping like a baby. To try out for a show, which I did not get picked for, by the way. I'm just going to let you guys know that I, I didn't get picked for it because uh, they didn't call me back Sunday night. Like the guy said, well, if you hear from us by Sunday night, meaning 24 hours from now, that means you made it to round two. Where's round two? I have no, not a, not the slightest. I have no idea. Maybe I'm going to California. Uh, who knows? Or New York or whatnot. So I didn't get picked. Uh what they did was they asked the 10 of us to step out of the room, and he was going to overlook our surveys that we took, we filled out. And if he had any further questions to ask us, he would take us back into the room. So every group had two or three people that went back into the room, me not being one of them. This one kid, the kid with the VIP pass, came out with a 50-page application to fill out with every single question known to man. Now, I just want to let you guys know one thing right now. When you did this stupid survey, you're basically signing your life away. That that the, the, the legal mumble jumble that was presented to me at this time said if I was on the show and if I wrote a song for example MTV owned the song if I told a joke MTV owned the joke my name or website adi 84net if I said it at all on the show and it was broadcast they would suddenly own my name and my website which is very bizarre very 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 bizarre I'm like how do you own something that I own I would have to pay them royalties every time I was on this radio show and said my name. I would have to pay MTV some kind of royalty, which is absolutely crazy, crazy crazy. And I am not going to get into detail with all that stuff. But, you know, here's, 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 here's the deal. This is what happened. Show is going to stink without me. Real world, not ready for me at all. And uh, I'm a little upset. Let's see. Hold on. Cousin Ryan just got, just got a uh, relay from my producer, which is myself that cousin Ryan will be calling in the show shortly And when he does we have to cue up his music. So I just want to make sure all that's right Um, so that was my story. I signed my life away for a show. I think it picked you they probably still own me for all I know uh, and That's how you get picked to go into the real world it is totally Asinine the way they make you go it, it just out of control I don't understand the process of how they actually got to know me by these thirteen questions they asked. Now there's two hundred people there. Now I was eighty-two. You think this guy was thoroughly reading the applications? Maybe you got lucky. Maybe if you're in the middle, in the, the first ten, maybe he really read it really good and he really got a good assessment of who you really are as a deep person inside. But when you're eighty-two, <coughs> oh, sorry, it's burp. I had coffee early. If you're eighty-two, crap. If you were twenty, you don't think he's reading this? I know for a fact where. If I'm doing something or reading a survey or an application for something and after the third one, I'm not reading them anymore. I'm just looking at key points. I'm taking them at random. You could be in a con. You could be applying for a job at a bank that I own and I had a stack of applications. I would thoroughly read the first three. Thoroughly with in-depth and such critiquiness, if that is even a word, that I will make sure that basically and all said and done, I I've read your three applications very thoroughly and I have a good assessment of the type of person you are but once you're application number four I'm just looking to see if you're a cute girl that's all and that's all this guy was doing after the fourth person went in there he was just looking at cute people and maybe he had a thing for pretty boy McGee I don't know but he got picked to go back. And Kanye West, lookalike, got picked to go by. And I picked the con. So I'm like, so you basically asked me to pick someone else. Maybe, maybe he was scared that I was a shock jock. Maybe he was scared that I go, you know, I, I like to be controversial sometimes. But it's only for entertainment purposes. And maybe that scared him a little bit. I don't know. You know, I really don't. And where the hell is Cousin Ryan? He was supposed to call. Maybe I want to call him. Let me get him on the phone here. Apparently, he doesn't know. What right now means, I guess. And uh, Ryan could tell you a little something about being asinine. Doobie do, and the phone rings. Cousin Ryan, where are you? Sidekick Ryan. I keep calling him Cousin Ryan. It's Cousin Richie in Sidekick Ryan. Hello? Hey, Cousin Ryan. Hey, what's up? It's actually Sidekick Ryan, alright? Yes, yeah, Sidekick Ryan. Alright, uh, I have your. Th- I have your theme music playing now. You can't hear your theme music because uh, you're on the telephone. But I just want to let you know that you're on Late Night 5 84. And what you say will be recorded for uh, later use. Is this okay with you? This is perfectly fine with me. Alright, so uh, what are you doing today? How are you enjoying your week off of of school?
8: Well, it's been, the weather has been subpar
3: at best. I would say uh, below par. I would say um, mediocre par at best.
8: Yes, indeed.
3: Yes. um, And are you with Mr. Grappy tonight?
8: I am not with Grappy
3: tonight. Oh. Uh, By the way, did you see that uh, message I left you on your MySpace?
8: Uh,
3: Perhaps the lyrics? No, I left it today. And you probably want to go home and delete it because if that girl sees it, she's probably going to know something's up. I basically spelt out a paragraph and capitalized the words um, something block. So if you read it real quick, and I actually... Capitalized the sentence And I pieced it together So if you're reading All the caps It makes a sentence And it goes uh, You Something blocked Yourself With this girl Mandy Or something of that nature (laughs) You probably want To delete that Yeah probably So I I heard you had a story About something That happened to you The other day When you were working In the warehouse Yes That is true Now you can remember FCC friendly So just keep this thing To a uh, little kid level So we don't uh, Offend anyone Alright all right, so, um, I, I need a good. St- so, set me up to the story and, you know, kind of don't tell exactly what the story is until the very end. Let the people try to put it together in their heads and then kind of hit them with the Kabam. All right. All right, so, just stop. All right. Well,
8: the other day when I was working at the warehouse.
3: Um, what kind of warehouse do you work at? Is
8: I work it? at a toy store warehouse. Okay. All right, and, um, well, we have two bathrooms in the warehouse. One is in the east end, and the other is in the north end. And
3: well, I, w- I don't understand why they wouldn't put the bathrooms either A, together, or B, on opposite ends. Why in such a 90-degree awkward subpar placement? Um, I don't
8: know. Uh, I guess our contractors get lazy when they're
3: working. <laughs> yes, they do.
8: So um, I was working in the southwest wing, <laughs> so you, you could
3: uh, see my dilemma. So you're at the furthest possible point you could be at any bathroom. Yes. You, you could you could physically be outside the building at any point and still be closer to a bathroom than at the southwest corner of the building in which you are in. You are absolutely right. All right, now everyone, can I, if you're at home, draw a little picture so you maybe can work us that work this out. But um. Stadium. So uh, it was, it was, that was directed to the people listening, not you. All right. So, uh, well, I had to
8: abruptly use the bathroom. Okay. And the district manager was in for a visit.
3: Okay, and what if you just make sure everything was okay?
8: Yes, exactly.
3: And now you're you still at and the you're still at the southwest quadrant of the of the warehouse.
8: Yes, I was. I was.
3: Okay. And
8: my performance as of lately had been very subpar, and I had already two strikes against me.
3: So one more strike, I I, I assume that uh, subparness would not be acceptable anymore.
8: Exactly, and uh, I would have been abruptly terminated.
3: Nice, terminated. I love that word quite entertaining. But continue. You had to go to the bathroom, Southwest Quadrant. You had two strikes against you, and the district manager was there. Exactly. Okay.
8: I proceeded to knock over an entire bin of toys.
3: Ooh. That sounds uh, controversial.
8: And I had to clean them up. However, I also still had to use the restroom. You, you, you.
2: That's all you can. Uh,
3: okay.
8: So as I was cleaning them up, there, there was a uh, substantial padding in these boxes, and I had to relieve myself abruptly.
3: All right. Well, actually, that's a very, very good way of describing it, what you just did. It's actually 120% FCC friendly. Relieving yourself abruptly. So you had padding from a box. Southwest quadrant couldn't make it to the bathroom and had to go really bad. Indeed. So you. You relieved yourself in a manner which I would say um, wasn't uh, the standing-up manner. It was the other manner where in which you'd require one to sit down. Yes, I was in a squatted position. Okay, we can do that. Yep, squatted position. All right, so you can, as you can imagine a male squatting. What kind of relieving is going on? Exactly. Okay. Now, I want to ask yeah. you, are you, are you behind boxes or are you like... Uh, in the middle of the warehouse floor I am partially
8: behind boxes boxes, but some of my um, illegal co-workers could clearly see me
3: so you're saying you work with illegal immigrants I am not saying that but uh, (laughs) yes so at any point in time someone takes a corner the wrong way they could basically get a full view of what has been going on exactly Okay.
8: And I knew the district manager was coming over because um, my co-workers were working.
3: Okay, so they weren't, uh, what's the word, goofing off or uh, doing nothing? Exactly. Okay. So they were putting shoes and, so I assume you work at a warehouse and you're moving boxes of shoes, and I mean not shoes, uh, toys and other fun things around and you're trying to like send them to other places and keep some kind of inventory controller, if you will? Exactly. Okay. And then when I was
8: finished, yep, I had a roll of tape, and I taped up my reliefment,
3: okay, if you will. Yes, which, w- which which was inside a pad of some kind of packaging,
8: exactly. Okay,
3: and it was in the shape of a football. So it was like a an uh, an oval, a three dimensional oval, if you will.
8: Exactly, and it somewhat looked like a kid's play
3: toy. So it looked like it looked like something that could be a toy. Like a kid would play with, um, someone who's not very knowledgeable on what you just did would assume that you made some kind of toy to amuse yourself. Exactly. Now let me ask you a question. What would you have done if the district manager came over and seen you in this act? I would have walked out. What if a female employee took the corner and seen you doing what you were doing?
8: I would have continued and acted like nothing was wrong. <laughs>
3: All right, so this is not just the end of the story. It, 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 the story just actually starts right now. You did this, football-shaped, but it doesn't stop here. It goes further, doesn't it? It does. And continue. I then proceeded to take
8: a, a Sharpie yep. and draw football lines on the
3: football. Let me ask you a question. If you're a type of person who's actually going to have to do some work because the district manager's there, what time did you have to get a shoppy and to doodle-dust On the on on this pro ob oblonged oh oh this this oh three dimension oval, where would you have the time to do this? Well, I figured that if I could put it with the toys, no no
8: one would be the wiser.
3: Okay, so so what was your your agenda? Uh, making this 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 bile this ball of bile into a football. What what was your passion? What 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 were you thinking? What was going through your mind at the moment you pick up that shopping? You were like. I wanna make this thing a football. What what were you thinking?
8: I was thinking I cannot get terminated twice in the same month. <laughs> what
3: well, you already been terminated again? I
8: had from a previous toy store for a similar incident.
3: <laughs> Alright, well and you, do you have do you have like a desire for little kids or do you just like toys? I uh it's a little bit of both actually. <laughs> but there's no actual kids that work, you just you don't like the kids themselves, you just like kid toys. Exactly. So if you were in Dateline, you would show up at the house to not meet a kid, but to play with toys. Yes, much like an episode of Seinfeld where he drugs a lady and plays with her toys. That's right. Very, very similar, yes. And he invites George over to do the same. He does. George does come over. Nice. All right, so we get this football. Well, we don't have a football. We have a man made football of bile and has what I'm assuming you wrote like, uh, like what's i what's a football made? Who makes a football? Uh, like the little, that uh, the who? Is it Wilson? Yeah, I think Wilson makes football. So did you write like Wilson and have a little like uh, you know the the what, what's those things called on a football? I'm I'm leaving my blank. They called the uh, the grips. Oh um, what the hell are they called? The threads, um, the th- you know, but everyone knows the the, the 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 place on the football where it's where the threads are where you stick your fingers between the lacing or whatnot. Yeah. So you drew those on the, on, the, on the this this toy that you made
8: Exactly
3: Okay But the story doesn't end here So then
8: the district manager came over Okay And seen this football Because I had yet to get it completely in with the toys It was on top of the box
3: So what, what were you going to do with this afterwards? Were you going to dispose of it in the barrel? Were you just bored? So you are just writing on it? Like what were your intentions? I, there were no
8: barrels in my area Because uh, there was problems with theft Oh, okay. So I actually had no way to put it, so I figured, put it with the toys, and I'll be all set. And there you so go. Prior to, prior to getting it in with the toys, the district manager comes over, and he sees this and wonders why it's
3: not in the box. So you had this football, you were putting it with the toys, so were you intending to ship it out to another store? Ah, uh, yes. Just to get rid of it, right? Exactly. Okay. I guess that's one way to get rid of something.
8: So then he asked why I have this, and he accused me of stealing it. And I said, no good, sir. It fell out of the box.
3: But I'm assuming this thing looks nothing like a football. I'm assuming it's like a white packaging that's around it, or?
8: Exactly. So then he picks it up, and he's like, this doesn't like look like any product I've seen. And then I say, thinking very quickly, that, oh, no, wait. I saw some of the other workers bring that in. They were playing catch with it. And he's like, oh, we can't have any of this. Okay. So then he gives it to the other workers and says, no more playing catch with this.
3: Okay, well, I'm assuming when he picks this thing up, it's very heavy in the middle, but very light on the edges. Exactly. Okay. And
8: the other workers who cannot completely speak English are wondering
3: what is going on. Are these the illegal people? Or the, the, the people that you're not saying are illegal, but I think we all can put the pieces together? Exactly. Okay.
8: So then later that day, um, on our lunch break, when we went outside to the truck that uh, delivers our meals, okay, I saw I saw two uh, employees playing catch, and I was like, ooh, maybe
3: I'll join in. So I went over there. So from afar, you weren't sure what they were playing catch with? Exactly. You just seen kind of the, the motion and someone going down and in and you know reaching up to catch a ball. So you really, did you, you just see them playing catch? Exactly. So please so tell then a, oh, okay. I went over there, and I was
8: like, ooh, they threw it to me, and I was like, ooh, can't have this. And
3: then my district manager came over. What, what did they throw over to you? What, what exactly did they throw at you? They threw the ball that I had made. The ball full of your bile that was taped up in packaging that resembled a football. Is this tr- Is this what they were throwing at you? Exactly. Now, wh- what was the temperature like outside? I'm assuming if you guys were outside, it was, it was kind of warm out.
8: It was in the high nineties, with and it was very
0: humid.
3: So you have this steaming ball of debris, getting tossed yeah. around, and no one it didn't smell. It it did, but we all just assumed that assumed that that was that the that was the other employee. I gotcha. All right, that happens once in a while.
8: So then the district manager came over and he said, "Hey, give me that." So I proceeded to throw it to him, <laughs> and as soon and he wasn't very uh, athletic. It hit him in the chest and exploded.
3: <laughs> yes, cause you taped it up and tape usually the the glue kinda comes unstuck when it's huddled and if you've been bashing it around for a couple hours then it's uh, like a beat up uh like a beat up uh baseball glove. It's kinda loose, you know? Exactly. Let to not describe in one hundred percent depth was it the next, mo- was the next motion <laughs> was
8: Whipped my finger towards my other employee, and I said, "He did it, and he was fired." <laughs> and I still worked to the, at that toy store to the day.
3: So, so, was the consistency of the bile more like the ocean, or more like a rock?
8: It was. Um, it was more of like a liquid.
3: I guess I got, like a, I like got like like chowder. Like
8: a thick, puddingy chowder.
3: Ah, I you. Gotcha. So it wasn't exactly a quick clean, if you will.
8: No, not a quick clean at all.
3: Oof. Now, what was the district manager's reaction to this stuff being splattered on him?
8: He prescru- uh, proceeded to yell. That uh, the store would be closed down until later that day we found out that he had no authority to do that.
3: So he was just kind of talking like a, uh, like a guy who just got bile spilt on him. Exactly. Okay.
8: However, there was an investigation done. Okay. And every illegal worker, or non-illegal worker, I should say, Yes. was fired.
3: So basically it's just you working in the warehouse. Exactly Now let me ask you a question You caused several hundred employees to lose their jobs Due to the fact that you were too lazy to walk to the furthest corner of the warehouse to use the facilities But that wasn't just it You felt the need to wrap up what you did into a shape of a play toy But that wasn't it You then drew laces on it and wrote the word Wilson on the side of it but Uh But that wasn't it you then proceeded to toss it at one of the employees and give him to it as a gift. But that wasn't no, no, it. No,
8: no, no. no. It, this is not my fault, Daddy. This is 100% the contractor's
3: fault. So it all, it all boils down to the contractors being lazy and not putting bathrooms on opposite sides of the warehouse.
8: Exactly. The contractors were very lazy indeed. I see. They put it where the plumbing was, not where the plumbing should be.
3: So you blame the firing and deportation of several employees... Do d- on on the contractors? Oh, that's
8: not it. That's not only it either. They did not only lose their jobs. Yes, they were deported back to their home country.
3: Where they're actually probably making the, sh- the toys that instead of putting them in the boxes. Exactly. Hmm. That's a it's a very touching and moving story. Yes. And it will be on podcast later on tonight for all of those who missed it. Nice. Very nice. I appreciate you calling in. It's, it's only, we got about 13 minutes left in the show, so we're going to be closing things up. But uh, is there anything you want to plug real quick? Um,
8: no, I think I'm pretty
3: good. You don't want to plug your MySpace for all the listeners to view? Oh, yes. Uh,
8: www.myspace.com slash Ryan Wallace. W-A-L-L-I-S.
3: Spelled like General Con Wallace, not the traditional, like... Uh, like like uh, Biggie Small spelled his last name with A C E. It's the I S ending. Exactly. And if you don't remember how he spelled it, just go to my spit my MySpace and he's on the top 20 friends. Exactly. Very nice, Ryan. Sidekick Ryan, as you are now known as on the show. Thank you very much, Eddie. I appreciate your story. Uh, and uh, I, ho- I hope you be calling back next week with another interesting story from the from the Toy Factory. All uh, right, thank you. All right, see you later. Alright one, well, that was uh cousin Ryan, or sidekick Ryan as now he's known as, in his little adventure uh at the warehouse. You called me crazy. What? Um let's see, I'm gonna try to get that IP really thing. Uh before we leave. And uh actually I'm gonna try to get uh delivery boy Ralph on the phone real quick before we go. Let's see if he's available. We have 12 minutes left in the show. In case we missed a disclaimer, you'll listen to WIRE. Wentworth Internet Radio Experience from the on-campus studio in Boston, Massachusetts. This show does not represent Wentworth, College of the Fenway, or WIRE. WIRE. To express opinions or concerns, contact Danielle Zongi, 508-335-9761, or get her information on... Wire.wit.edu, the official website of Wire Wentworth Internet Radio Experience. Alright, we're gonna try to get uh delivery boy Ralph on the phone. It is his birthday. And if you go to MySpace, go to my MySpace and he is uh I think the name's Joe or something like hey, that. Joe's phone,
8: so I get
3: to your call. We'll Leave him a voice message. Quickly
8: as possible.
3: Thank you. To leave a voice message, press one. Hey Joe, this is Adi. Um I guess we're not recording you, but we're recording us leaving a message on your phone. So I hope this is okay. We just want to wish you happy birthday. And uh, we're hoping to get Delivery Boy Ralph, but uh, unfortunately he's not available. So all of us out in Listenland is wishing you a happy, happy, happy birthday. And uh, we hope that Delivery Boy Ralph can call us in next week because I'd love a nice sausage sub delivered because I haven't had one of those in a while. And I hope he doesn't get caught in a rainstorm like he did last time he tried to get here when Bruce was in the studio. So, uh, happy birthday. And uh, we will be speaking to you soon. And uh, good day. I said good day. And uh, that was Joe and Delivery Boy Ralph. They live together. Which is interesting enough as it is. Uh, let's see. Also wish another happy birthday to d if he's listening. Uh, D'Lo, if you're listening, happy birthday, brother. Um, it's a very, very crazy day here. You can get D'Lo on my MySpace, too. If you want to give him a happy birthday comment or whatnot on MySpace, he's uh, D'Lo's bringing sexy back. He's like uh, the 15th one on my 20 top MySpace. Uh, we got 10 minutes left in the show. We're waiting on uh, Ali M to send us the IP relay, but uh, I don't know what the hell she's doing. I gave her plenty of time. I just want to remind you guys, each and every Wednesday, uh, it's late night for 84 from uh, basically 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the East Coast. You can hear us all over the world, in fact, with internet radio at wire.wit.edu or Audi84.net. Feel free to contact me anytime on AIM at ARTY84 and be sure to listen into to Wire for any other radio programming. You can check the schedule on radio programming on WIRE. Website wire.wit.edu. Here's Allium right here. Hello? This is IP Relay Operator 9535 with a relay cross. Do you know how to use relay? Yes. Thank you. Relay will begin now. You are being recorded. Is it true
2: that you reclaimed yourself a pair of jeans shorts for After Henry the Madia 84? Go
3: ahead. Yes, in fact, I did macrame myself a pair of jean shorts. I to hear the
2: caller's interrupted. I feel that this information was very important for me to know. Go ahead.
3: Yes, it is true. I did macrame myself a pair of jean shorts. Did the caller frame an Asia poster? That's what I really want to know. Could you repeat that? Did the caller frame in Asia? Asia poster.
2: Operator, the caller has interrupted. Do you love them? Go ahead.
3: Yes, I love Asia. It's a progressive rock group from 1980, which I desire and listen to frequently. Operator, the caller's interrupted again.
2: I can see you from your window. Go ahead. I heard here the call is interrupted. Mm-hmm. I'm knitting you a sweater. Go ahead. Wow.
3: All right, for those who listen, that was IP relay, and basically, what IP relay is a device that shouldn't be abused, like Aliem has just abused it. It is a uh, way for people who are out of hearing to communicate with other people. Basically, what it is, it's a thing on AIM, which you type, and someone actually reads what you type, and you can read them anything. As do you, in fact, I did mate myself a pair of jean shorts, and I did frame an Asia poster. And all that information is none of your business anyways, unless you really like Asia. So, I do, and I think it's great. I think Asia is quite a progressive band, and uh, I love it very delightful. All right, we're about to go right now, but I want to give you updates around the major leagues. We got... Several games that are finished. Uh, Kansas City beat Detroit four to three. Baltimore beat Tampa Bay six to four. Oakland beat the L.A. An- Anaheim Angels uh, at three to nothing. New York Metropolitans go Mets. M-E-T-S. Mets. 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 For the New York listeners, nine to two over Florida. Boston beat Toronto four to one in Houston beat Cincinnati seven to two still in progress Yankees are winning boo nine to two bottom of the ninth against Cleveland we have a tied game in Washington Pittsburgh Pirates playing the capital uh the Nationals rather bottom of the ninth it's gonna be extra ends I bet Chicago Cubs are beating the Atlanta Braves six to five in the bottom of the seventh Milwaukee Brewers four to two over Pittsburgh uh the bottom of the sixth, excuse me that was uh Philadelphia playing Washington not Pittsburgh. Uh, Chicago White Sox beating Texas 6-0, bottom of the 7th. Colorado beating the Dodgers 3-2, top of the 5th. And Arizona and San Diego tied 0-0, top of the 1st. And Minnesota and Seattle tied uh, 0-0, top of the 1st. That's baseball news around the Major League, around the horn in 30 seconds. You're listening to Late Night with Artie 84. Anything played on the show tonight, you can be accessed on Artie 84.net, arty 84.net. Check Check uh, later on tonight for this replay and bits and pieces of the show cut up for your listening pleasure. And also, if you're not a friend with me on MySpace, feel free to befriend me. MySpace.com slash DJ Artie 84, A-R-T-Y-8-4, uh, DJ in front of that. Also, happy birthday to delivery boy Ralph uh, D-Low, uh, and also, if you want to contact Liam or Cousin Ryan, they're also on my MySpace. I want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to me today. Uh, I always love it when you come by for a good time. And uh, guess what next Wednesday is? Well, next Wednesday is April 25th, and I will be on the air. Hopefully, uh, we have a uh, nicer week of news. Um, like I said, hearts and prayers and condolences go out to the families of the victims at Virginia Tech Incident. And uh, we will be thinking of you. And um, we just hope uh, a tragedy like this does not happen again in this country. And uh, schools become a place that's safe to go again. So as is at 84.net, LateNightFight84, our hearts, prayers, go out to the families of the victims. And uh, we'll see what happens to Don, Don Imus, too. Maybe he'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll see what happens. So this is Late night 84 I'm Addy84. Thanks again for listening. Aity84.net. See you guys later. Later.